Welcome to CarPro USA. Jerry Reynolds is the CarPro, 35 years in the auto industry, two-time winner of USA Today's Dealer of the Year Award, and the guy who always gives you straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive. His sidekick is Kevin McCarthy. He's a Radio Hall of Famer. So, start your engines and enjoy CarPro USA. We're certainly glad that you joined us today, and we are here to give you some good advice on what to do with your car situation, and that takes you telling me what you're thinking about doing and me telling you if I think that's a good idea, or perhaps there's something better out there. I do drive a lot of cars. I had the new 2021 Nissan Murano this entire week and uh, enjoyed that very much, and uh, not sure what's coming up next, but We'll know next week, and whatever I've got, the review and video, because I'm shooting video again, um, I was out with it for a little while because of severe back pain, and but I've gotten better. Thank you for asking, uh, and I'll have a review and video up at our newsletter next week on the Murano, and then we'll go from there. <clears throat> so... As I talked about, if you've been listening to a different hour of the show, there's some strange things going on in the auto industry. The biggest thing that's affecting people right now are shortages of very popular vehicles. And it's it's a serious problem. It's not going to go away anytime soon. And if you follow the auto industry and you're involved in it, like I am, then you just, you know, you just kind of go, what next? You know, we had COVID shut everything down last spring, and business just was weird for a while. A lot of dealerships couldn't even open. Uh, many of them were limited on how many people they could put inside the showroom at one time. They had to change all their processes of cleanliness and sanitation. And actually, that was a good thing. The other good thing that came out of it is uh, a lot of dealers got really good at helping people online. And taking cars to people's houses and taking cars to people's offices. And that's going to be around forever because of COVID. And then we get through that. The rest of the year, business was very good. Starts out with a bang this year. Looked like it could be a record year. When we look back at February, look January, February sales. March was also good. And then the microchip shortage hit and stopped production of many, many popular vehicles. And, you know, Ford right now is uh, building trucks without the chips and just parking them until they can get chips to install so they can go and deliver them to the dealers. Uh, General Motors is going to that same system. Rather than lay off people and shut the lines down, it's easier to just build them without the chips and then put the chips in outside. So that's what's going on. Just things I never thought I'd see in the car business, to be honest with you. So if you're thinking about doing something, it could be a good time, especially if you got a trade-in. It could be a very bad time, depending on what you want to buy. Let's talk. 800-926-7777. Kevin McCarthy is with me today, as always. And to give you an idea of what's going on out there, and, and the industry standard is, how many days to sell? You get the car in. How long does it take before somebody comes along and goes, I'll take that one. Now, let's Corvette is, is number one, but let's take that off. You said they're sold out for a year. Yeah, or, or more. That, that doesn't count. The new car average 
in last month or in March it was 47 days, which is, you know, that's just that's too good, right? No, that's low. That's low? Yep. Most dealers, if you can run a 60-day supply, it's perfect. Most dealers, uh, especially bigger dealers like I was for so many years, uh, I was happy with 75-day supply. If you're going to do volume, you got to have you got to have the vehicles. Well, you know, that was one of the problems I saw in one article was that some of the vehicles like the Tacoma that are in high demand in urban areas, there might be a Toyota dealership in in Peoria that has three or four Tacomas and nobody's wanting to buy them. But anyway, quickly, the other ones that are selling really fast, Toyota RAV4, Kia Telluride, GMC Yukon XL, and two different Cadillac Escalades, the ESV and the regular. Yep. The used cars, days to sell, the fastest one, the Kia Telluride, the Mazda MX-5 Miata, the Palisade, and then the Corvette. So the used car, those were all under 30. The used car average days to sell right now is 394 You've got a light model Tundra that you've been thinking about getting rid of. Now Now's the time. The time. Um, I saw a 2018 with uh, 36,000 miles bring 52.5, a 2218. That is uh, $6,000 over the market guide. And uh, it was across the board. I mean, just a whole bunch of them. A 2021 Tundra with 8,000 miles brings $57,000 at the auction this week. And that is over MSRP. One other thing about, if you want more perspective, okay, we just told you the Toyota RAV4 Prime takes about 10 days to sell as a new vehicle. The Ford Fusion, that doesn't really count because it's being discontinued, uh, 177. But even the Honda Fit, 137 days compared to the RAV4 10. David and Austin, welcome. How can I help you, sir? Yes, I've got a unique situation. I'm looking for a second car. I have a little property outside of Austin. I just need a a little uh, SUV that I can put a tow a trailer hitch on. And I've looked at a 2014 uh, CRV uh, EXL, uh-huh. and uh, I. Two of them online. One had seventy thousand miles, and one had ninety-two thousand miles. And uh, just wanted to know what your opinion was on uh, uh, those two cars or those cars. And also, a little background: we just we have a we bought a two thousand and one Infinity in May of two thousand, and finally we said it's time to get a new one. So we keep cars a long time. Yeah. And uh, then I also like to know your opinion about if I buy a used car like this about getting the extended warranty. Okay. Um, either one of those CRVs wouldn't concern me if they do have clean uh, history reports. AutoCheck is uh-huh. the one that I use. So uh, that would, if, if they're clean, CRVs always good to 200 plus thousand miles. If you want some alternatives, uh-huh. then I'd, yes. look, I'd look at the Toyota RAV4. The Ford Escape has been really good through the years. The Subaru Crosstrek has been exceptional through the years. This is a segment where just about everything there 
is good. I'd stay away from the rogue in the mid-teens. Uh, in other words, 2014, 15, 16, in that area, I'd stay away from rogue. But the rest of them are exceptional. And yes, I always buy extended warranties with used cars. The next time international talk like a pirate day rolls around, tell your friends you got advice from the car pro. Call 1-800-926-7777. Breaking news, Jerry. Uh-oh. Got it from the newsletter. The number one selling midsize sedan so far in 2021, the Toyota Camry. <laughs> 78,000, got to drop down to 46,000 for the Accord. And then the Altima is, Altima is still hanging in there at third place. But large non-luxury sedans, holy cow, I hadn't looked at that segment in a while just because I don't get very many questions on the cars in that segment. But uh, the Dodge Charger. Was selling four times as many as the Chrysler 300? S- selling more than all the others combined. Oh, I hadn't looked at it that way. Well, I wrote that in when I did the analysis. Okay, of I've segment. got one to ask you about. On the large luxury cars, if I remember correctly, so far... The Porsche take Taycan sold two thousand. Taycan. Taycan. I know it doesn't look that way, but I that's, know. that's it's, what it's, they it's say. It's been a I had to learn that the hard yeah, way. I have to. I tried this week. The Jaguar XJ has really only sold ten. Yeah. Nationally? Well, they they discontinued that car and it's been gone for a while, so there were ten stragglers. Oh. Somebody got a real bargain on. Yeah. Okay. You can count on that. Let us go to Valerie, and she's calling from San Antonio, WOAI country. Hello, Valerie. Hello. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. What can I help you with, kiddo? Okay, so this is the deal. My husband loves his um, his Chevy Silverado. It's a 2018 and um, he normally keeps his truck about three to four years. He always gets a good uh, trade-in price on it when he goes back and gets another one. But he only buys during the Black Friday sale, so he gets a good price. Now, what happened here on this situation, that uh, reason why I'm calling, is because he made a mistake in sitting in one of the new ones and they have all of those that new camera feature where he can look at everything and and so he likes it but he refuse he refuses to buy it any other time of the year. Okay. And so <laughs> I remember you mentioning something about availability it will become an issue and he's specific on the color and he wants a twenty he needs a twenty five hundred because he has a food trailer. Does he die, does he so, buy diesels or gas engines? It's diesel. Okay. So I'm just wondering, would he have? Would there, as far as you know, would there be an issue waiting at that time of the year to get the specific color of the truck because it it's it's the same color as the trailer, and so that's what he would want. 
So should he keep his truck and stay like he is now, or will Valerie, he, he, he's going to need to order that truck. And I would tell him uh, Black Friday is late November. I would tell him to order it the 1st of October. And it should be in. And that's we don't know when this microchip shortage is going to be over with. I think sometime late summer. So that'll put them back in production. If he orders the truck, he can get he can get the color that he wants, and have it because he ordered it, and it's a what we call a retail sold order in the business. That'll take priority getting it built over other vehicles that dealers are just stocking. So I think if he ordered it by the first of October, he'd get it here by Black Friday. And the only thing. That makes Black Friday better than any other time um, is the fact that usually the incentives are good. If he missed that for some reason, the next big, you know, incentive time would be the end of the year, the last week of of December, which would only be a month away. So if it does get delayed some, he should be able to make that. And frankly, that last week of December is probably better as far as incentives go than Black Friday. Uh, it's just, it's a bigger time, especially for pickups, uh, because so many people buy them at the end of the year for tax write-offs, et cetera. So they put big incentives out there. Right now, there's virtually no diesels available, and there's not any incentives to speak of. So let's let's target the 1st of October to order it. That'll put him in the Black Friday time frame, which is is more in his head than it is in reality. But don't tell him I said that. Uh, please, in case he's big guy or something, and my back's already hurting. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and then worst case, sometime in December, the incentives will get real good again. Cavender Chevrolet in Bernie is where he needs to do it. Whether to buy new or used, when to trade in your old car, Jerry Reynolds can help. Call the car pro. 1-800-926-7777. And we'll stay in San Antonio and talk to Roger. Roger, what's up? Okay, Jerry, this is my question. What would you suggest? By now, with whatever inventory is on the car lots, we're way to September to December and, and price difference between the 2022s and the 2021s. I'm looking into the Honda, uh, uh, Toyota, or the Lexus SUVs. Oh, if you can wait, you're going to save money. There's no doubt. Uh, Hondas and Toyotas are both short in supply. Lexus is not as bad, but proportionally, they really are. Um, so what we're going to see... As we go forward and these shortages continue, we're going to see fewer and fewer incentives because there's no need that they're going to sell no matter what, just because there's X number of people out there wanting to buy these cars, whether they got incentives or not, and they'll pay the price. So the manufacturers are going to pull back every month that goes by that there's shortages of vehicles. They're going to pull back. Now, what I think we're going to see is a realignment of incentives, meaning If you got hot sellers like a RAV4 or CRV, 
uh, or the Lexus NX, and they run out of that inventory, what money they spent on those vehicles to sell them, they'll move over to vehicles that don't sell as well, which is going to primarily be sedans and hatchbacks. And so, you know, if you're looking for an SUV, if you can wait, I would. I think you'll save thousands of dollars if on, on not only the prices coming down because of availability, but also the incentives because they're going to get bigger. So if you're in a position where you can do that, I would. I think uh, I think by October, maybe November, we'll be back into full production and uh, you'll be able to get some bargains. And I can help you with my dealers down there. They're, I got some great ones in San Antonio that's been with me for a long, long time. And they just take great care of my listeners and I can get you a deal. Right now, it's tough to ask a dealer to, you know, really get deep on a car discount when they're fighting for inventory and there's people standing there with their hands in the air saying, I'll take it at MSRP. It puts us in a bad position. So if you can't wait, I would. And worst case, the last week of the year is always great. I do appreciate the call, my friend. Get your bets now, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not looking at a CarPro recommended dealer, you're just rolling the dice. Call the CarPro for a sure thing at 1-800-926-7777. This is the CarPro USA radio show, and this hour is brought to you by Progressive. Making it easy to bundle your home and your car insurance together. Go to Progressive.com today, and let's see what they can do for you. Okay, I hate to spring this on you. I shouldn't do that. I've been coached not to do that, but... Yes, you have. I just ran across something curious. <laughs> we know that the Volvo XC40 and the Volvo, uh, even the uh, XC60, and the V60, I guess, cross-country have been selling pretty well in the last six months or so. They've made some nice changes to them, yeah. But they're both, or all three, among the top slowest-selling used vehicles in March. Yes. That doesn't seem to square up. Yeah, They're fast-selling from the dealers, but you don't want to buy them used. Well, that's why they changed them, because they weren't selling. Ah. Those old body styles weren't moving. Ah. So they changed them, and voila, look, they're selling now. Thank you. That wasn't too difficult. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> I didn't want to, didn't, like I said, I didn't want to put you on the spot. Well, that's okay. It wouldn't be. The I first figured time. that was easy enough. You could probably do it. <laughs> if you hadn't subscribed to our newsletter, do so today by going to carprousa.com at the bottom of the page. Give us your email address. We'll guard it as if it were our own. We'll get you this week's in, our, in your inbox uh, later today and all the great stories that were in there this week. Uh, three car reviews, uh, including the Buick Envision that I had, and I did video with mine. We had the 2021 Toyota Tundra TRD and the 2021 Mazda 3 2.5 Turbo all-wheel drive. And if you listen to this show much, you know I'm a big fan of, of Mazda and what they're doing these days. They've really turned it on. And don't forget, uh, Elon Musk is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. Supposed so, to be. There's still a revolt among the cast. I wonder what they don't like about him. He's rich. Well, the, everybody that hosts that show is rich. 
Yeah, but they're entertainers. He's a businessman. Oh, I think he could be really entertaining. <laughs> oh, I think he could be too. Yes. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but we're going to find out. And we're going to go and talk now to Reese in Austin, Texas. Hello, Reese. What can I help you with? Well, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. I just want to tell you about a, a story I had. Uh, I went and bought a 2014 Dodge Diesel. I needed a truck to haul uh, pipe in, something heavy duty, and bought it. And on the way out, I asked the gentleman, I said, well, do, how much blue death do I put in it? He goes, oh, you don't have to do that. It's deleted. At the time, I didn't know what that meant. Took it to the Dodge dealer to get it. Uh, it was popping in the front end. So I took it to a mechanic. They fixed it. It cost me $3,000 to put ball joints in. And then they told me I needed an alignment. And so I had to get the recalls done before they could do it. So I took it to Dodge dealer to get the recalls done. And they told me that it's deleted and I would never be able to get fair market value when I traded in and that I'd never be able to get it inspected. I feel like I just got, I've already made two payments on it and I paid a pretty good amount for it. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Well, have you talked to the, the dealer you bought it from? I did. And I told them that I, I looked it up and I said, I think it's illegal to sell me a deleted truck like this. And they said, I'll call you right back. Hung up on me. I don't know if you want me to name the company. I mean, no, I let's mind. don't, let's don't. Cause I'm going to say disparaging okay. things about it. Most likely. Uh, they know better than that. Yeah. It's federal law. Uh, there may not be a law on the books in Texas. I don't know that for sure, but certainly the EPA would want to have something to say about this. Uh, so if I were you, I would call the dealer back. I would try to reach the owner or the general manager, tell him he's got... Talk to the owner. Oh, you did? Yeah, he's the one that hung up on me and said he'd call me right back and then blocked me. Okay, well, I'd call him again. Or go through the switchboard or, or whatever and just tell him, uh, you've got uh, five days to make this right, or I'm going to go to the Environmental Protection Agency. He won't like the thought of that. That's going to be some really bad publicity for them, and it's going to be a big fine on top of that. So I would also involve the Texas Attorney General's office. They've got a... Uh, a car complaint online that you can fill out and the DMV, uh, the department of motor vehicles has got a dealer enforcement place on and, and just bombard them. I mean, you could, you can get an attorney and you're going to win the case in, in small claims court. You can do it yourself if you want to, and you're going to win the case for the, for the necessary repairs. Uh, but I just soon cause the guy some grief. If it, if it was my truck, I, I mean, but I I already paid twenty three thousand dollars for this truck. I took a loan out from a bank, and you know I'm into it now three thousand. Oh, and another thing was when I went to turn the air conditioner on, it started pouring water into my floorboard. That's what made me the maddest. And I looked up under, and it's held together by duct tape. <laughs> the casing had a hole in it, so all the water drips down. Yeah, look the the price then, you paid. The so price just, you paid for the truck is not relevant. You you chose that. You you agreed to that. Yeah. What is relevant is they sold yeah. you a truck that's illegal and will not pass state inspection. And that they, they are liable gotcha. for what you spent to get it up to speed. So we got a lot going on in your background there. I'm gonna let you go, but do that. Cause them some grief. Get online, start making complaints, and uh 
give them give them a few days to to send you the three thousand dollars you spent, and if they don't do it, take them to small claims court or get an attorney. I, I, it's a slam dunk case if you want to just go to small claims court. It, you it, you won't be there very long, and you'll win the case, and they'll have to pay you the money, and that's going to be the end of that. Call me after it's all over and let me know how it went. I'd be interested in that. And let's talk to Frank, and he's calling from uh, Damon, Texas? Yes, absolutely right. Frank, hey, welcome. I've got a two-part question. Thank you, sir. I've got a two-part question, and first, I would like to make a comment. Look, I look so forward to your newsletter all the time, and my reason is, the videos. Oh my God, I love the videos. I can't get over them. Now, it might have been a year or two ago, you had one where there was like, I can't remember, but it was like a uh, truck pulling an RV, and it looked like he was going in reverse. And I have tried to find that video. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like he pulled, he was in town, and it looked like he was driving. It seemed like a uh, trailer or something. And it made it look like he was going in reverse. I remember a remember an 18-wheeler that was being pulled behind a wrecker. And so the front end was facing like it was going the wrong direction. And the guy's yeah, wife... may have been it. The guy's wife was over in the passenger seat asleep, and he got up real close to the front of that truck that was being pulled and woke her up and screamed. Oh, my gosh. I I, I got I think that's what you're talking about. Um, I remember that one very well. And then there was another one that a guy was pulling a trailer, and he didn't have the clearance at a gas station, and he went through and hit it. And brought it all down. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Frank. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'll be back in just a minute. We'll get to your car questions. Don't be SOL when you buy an SUV. Call the car pro for the right deal at dealer. 1-800-926-7777. Okay, just for the record, we've covered most of the rest of them. The top 20 slowest-selling used vehicles, which are probably not bringing over MMR. No. Last month, the Buick Encore GX 109.3. Oh, no, that's the days. <laughs> Just the days to sell. The Cadillac XT6, the Chevy Bolt, the BMW 2 Series, the Buick Envision, and the Lincoln Nautilus. We There's just not many Nautiluses Nautilus out there yet. Yeah, well, so there that, you go. Uh, that's a little skewed, my opinion. Well, they're all skewed one well, way or the sure. other. Let's go back to Frank in Damon, Texas, and he's got a car question for me. Frank, what's on your mind, sir? Yes, sir. Hey, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I have a two-part question. Only if you have time. Yeah. My first question is, I have a son that is 33 years old, and by the time he was at least 29, not exaggerating, totaled seven cars. 
different cars, not the same ones, among wrecks. Now, right now, I have him in one of my vehicles. My thing is, he's not under my insurance, but I need to get him, and he's become a little more responsible. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, I he's starting to do better. So you got to appreciate that. But I told him I would give him 10000 for a vehicle. And I talked to the insurance company. They said within like six months, a lot of this stuff would drop off. Now, uh, you know, I don't know if it matters on the type of vehicle, if you're just getting liability, but if I'm going to pay him 10000 for a vehicle, what would you suggest for somebody with this track record? Does, what would you suggest? Is, is his problem speed? Does he drive too fast? Well, between me and you, I think it was more, uh, you know, speed and probably not being coherent, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Yes. I think he's doing better with all that. I truly do. I've got him in one of my trucks now, and I know if he gets in a wreck, it's going to destroy my insurance. I called the insurance company. They told me they were looking at if he just got liability. I think it was 500 okay. a month. And, my God, he doesn't make much more than that. So get him, uh, but in six months, it will fall off. Get him um... – Get him something with a four-cylinder engine. I'd say a Toyota Camry is probably as good a choice as any. I, if it were me, I'd cut that ten grand down to about seventy-five hundred, and get a ten-year-old Camry with under a hundred thousand miles, and not get the liability uh, or or carry only liability instead of collision. And you know, if he wrecks this one, uh, he wrecks it. Now we've got about a minute here. What was your second part? All right, I'm sorry, quick. Uh, Toyota Camry under, uh, I'm sorry, say that again, please. I'm sorry. 10-year-old Toyota Camry under 100,000 miles. They're out there. You just got to look a little bit. They are. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I have a 2015 GMC Dually and a 2019 F-150, both four-wheel drive. I want to trade them both in and get a new Dually. Is there any dualies out there in my area that aren't white two-wheel drive? Is probably, it possible to get one? Probably not right now. The dualies are the hardest thing out there to find. Uh, any three-quarter ton, one ton is going to be tough right now. They're just short in supply and none are being produced. So you need to hang on till sometime after fall uh, or as we head into winter. Uh, because you're not going to find one. If you did find one, you'd pay way too much for it. Okay, there's new car, used, certified, pre-owned, or maybe leasing is the way to go. There are lots of choices, and Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, can help you find the right one. Call him now at 1-800-926-7777. Paul in Austin, Texas, you're going to have the last word this hour. How can I help you? Hey, Jerry, a couple of questions. I know there are some cars that they can adjust the speedometer to match the tire diameter. 
through a software tweak. And if you could publish a list of those, that'd be helpful. But since it's only a software interface that at least a dealer or a tire dealer could see, so that if you go larger or smaller diameter, you can still have a correct speedometer. And uh, so it, it seems like the whole industry ought to do that because who wants to be stuck with the original tire size? Yeah, you know? no, I hear you. And I, I, I've never seen such a list, but I will be happy to research it. It'd be a good article for the newsletter. Yeah, I think BMW does that. And a question about Subarus. Um, I had seen a lot of articles that there was high oil burn on brand new Subaru engines for certain years, and I'm wondering how it's going to be for 21 and 22. I verified it because I met a person in a parking lot who had a Forester. I think it was a 14 or a 16 model, and unbelievably, he was burning 500, a quart every 500 miles. I had a 65 Chevy with 150,000 miles on it that didn't burn, you know, a half a quart in yeah. three or 4,000 miles. So, some some oil I mean, consumption these days is is becoming the norm. And it's when, when you get these smaller engines with turbos, they're putting out a lot of heat, it evaporates. And that, but I will tell you this, I have not heard this on Subaru uh, since 2017, that seemed to be the year that they got got it straight. And uh, it, I don't think it was a coincidence that it was also the year, if I remember correctly, that they got all involved in a class action lawsuit because of that problem. But again, since 2017, I haven't heard it at all, uh, not a single time. And I was getting it pretty regular there for a lot of years because I love Subarus. And I, you know, it, it was a shame that they had that issue, but I don't think you'll find that today. It's not an accident. Jerry Reynolds is called a car pro for a reason. Call him now at 1-800-926-7777.